All right, folks, here we go. Another week is here, week seven. We're in the middle of October, and now the weather is starting to change. Here in Philly, it went from 82 degrees to six to barely 60 today. And obviously, the Eagles are not playing today. They played on Thursday night. We'll obviously talk about that game on third, on Wednesday's look back. Obviously, but there is one mistake that we forgot to give you on on Wednesday. There is another. There was another London game in back to back weeks, and this is where the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, their London Jaguars, because they always get a home game out there playing the Miami Dolphins. So we forgot to we for, we forgot to give to give a score for that game or even look into that game. So we apologize for that. Right now Miami is lead, leading and at I mean I don't know. I have to check. Let me check the score. Yeah, Miami just scored a touchdown to take the lead back, but um Yeah, it's a it's a plenty of time. Yeah, it's but, a bat it's a yeah, battle I mean, out there. We got caught up with Gruden bullshit, so there were a couple things we didn't really get to, but but then again, this game's two terrible teams. But you know, hopefully, um, hopefully the Jaguars can pull off the upset and get their first win of the year because uh, we obviously have the Dolphins' first round pick, so we need to, to lose as many games as possible. Yes, so the higher the pick, the higher the pick, the better. But all right, so that's our apologies. Obviously, we are now into the, the start of bye weeks, nine consecutive weeks of buys. The Eagles have the last bye week, fourteen, but the fir- but we say bye to Jets, to the to the Saints, to the Forty ers and the Falcons this week. No games for them. So, like I said, we go to our unanimous choice, and there's only one right now. We're, we're going to give you two, but there's only one guaranteed, and that's. The Rams over the New York Giants. Oh yeah, that's uh, that should be a blowout. Now the other one is not. I, I don't consider it much of a of a of a of a, um, a unanimous. But we're looking at at as a as a you know an impromptu one, and that's the Bengals over the Lions. Even though I don't think it really is a. a I think the Lions may actually have a chance today, but. It is the Bengals and the Lions that would be our other unanimous choice, but slightly not under. Yeah, I mean the Lions. I mean they have played tough in some some of these games, but um, the, the Bengals they're obviously beatable, but they do have that, that good offense, and um, I do expect them to win. So yeah. yeah, so that's our two, our two. So we will start. Obviously, we'll start. Like we always do at the wor- from the worst to the best. Obviously, we'll start in the AFC South. Like I said, after a, what should have been, they dominated for basically 50 minutes on Monday night. The Colts sadly blew it against in their old hometown. And they come in here now one and five and a big, or one and four, one and four. And a big matchup here, a division, a divisional game, their first at home this year, to the Houston Texans, who, like I said, just like Indianapolis, blew a game they really should have won against New England last week. So these are two teams desperate for a win, and obviously, who's gonna not blow it this week? So go ahead with this matchup. All right. Well, um, obviously, this, this isn't a good matchup as. 
right now. The, the Texans are a bad team. The Colts, they have had a tough schedule, but um, they're not a good team either. Um, but obviously the, the first eight games of the Colts season are, this is the one one game that you could consider an easy win. Um, and like I said, when we did the preview, or like I said, not like before the season started, when we did our season preview, I was projecting the Colts to start the season off at two and six. This was one of the ones I had circled for a victory, um, and I think that's going to hold true. The Texans are just bottom of the barrel in the NFL, and the Colts—they're better than their record shows, but they're just not—they're not a playoff team, obviously. But nonetheless, Colts will win today, get their second win of the season, and I'm going to put the final score here at. Um, I'll say Carson Wentz under your game. I'll put it the score at thirty-four to twenty. Well, watching these two teams play last week, like I said, Davis Mills actually had his best game of his young career. Obviously, he didn't come into the season thinking he was going to be the starter by this point, but it looks more like once again he's he's got this he's gotten you know Tyrod Taylor is giving a franchise to a rookie just like he's done with Baker Mayfield and Justin Herbert. He's done with Davis Mills. But Davis Mill doesn't have as much of an upside as those two do. For the Colts, like I said, it, you know, they played better than they than they than the results have shown. But unfortunately, they still can't find a way to win. They've only won once in the first five weeks. Carson Wentz played his best game as a Colt on Monday night, but it wasn't good enough, obviously. And things are just what it is. It is what it is right now. So, like I said, but they're at home and. He will finally get his first home win as a Colt today. It'll be a it will be more of a struggle. I mean, you think it's going to be more of a blowout? I don't. I don't agree with you. I think it's going to be a closer game. These are two teams that are not on the same level, but could play a game that's right on that level. So, I'm going to go with the home team here, and and Carson gets his first win at home as a Colt, and the final score twenty four to twenty. All right, two teams desperate for a win as well. That's going to pretty much be the the case in this week. In this week six, we go to Carolina to NASCAR country, where last week they got stunned at the end. Carolina da- led the led the Eagles all day until the very end, where the defense showed up and showed out, and Sam Darnold looked pretty pathetic at the end of the game. Today they play a Vikings team that's played better, like like the Colts have play better than some of their results have shown. And like I said, they're coming off a surprising win against Detroit in a game they threw away, but then they bounced back and found a way to win. So like I said, your favorite quarterback, Kirk Cousins, makes the trip down there. Your two favorite quarterbacks, actually. Big back matchup here in the 1 o'clock position. Go ahead. Yeah, a loser and a bum going head-to-head. Um but yeah, these are two teams that tend to start the games off their games off pretty well, and then they fade in the second half. And really, they're two of the worst uh, second half offenses in the league. Um, the Vikings—they haven't scored a touchdown in the second half for eight straight quarters, which you know is four games in a row. Um, and the Panthers—they scored a total of seven points in the third quarter this year, which is a league low. So. You know, neither of these two teams come out after at, after halftime and look good. Um, but I'm looking at this one, and I see one 
big advantage here for Minnesota, and that's at the running back position. Dalvin Cook is is back this week. He will. I'm expecting him to have a good game. And Christian McCaffrey is out once again. He was placed on IR, which means he's going to be out for at least three more weeks. Um, I do like Chuba Hubbard, but he's obviously not Christian McCaffrey. So it looks like um, they tried to rush McCaffrey back from that hamstring injury because he was practicing last week before the Eagles game, and um, he may have re-aggravated it and made it even worse now. So, um, yeah, I see that as a big advantage for Minnesota, obviously. That's going to put all the pressure that right back on the bum, Sam Darnold, to have a big game. I think, once again, he fails, and I think um, Kirk Cousins does enough. It's not, he's not going to have a huge game against a tough Carolina defense, but I think he does enough, and I'm looking for Dalvin Cook to carry the load the rest of the way, and Minnesota gets the victory here. So, final score, Minnesota wins 23-16. Like I said, these are two teams that are pretty much at a crossroads right now. And like I said, on on our Wednesday look back this week, we're going to put the Eagles in the, in the center of the entire NFC and where do they stand. Right now, when I look at these two teams, I think they're better than both of these two teams, to be honest with you. Right now, it's just what it is. Like I said, the Vikings offense struggles in the, in the second half of games like a lot of teams have this year. Kirk Cousins... Was off to a good start, but has faltered here recently. And like I said, Sam Darnold, unfortunately, is in a similar path. They start off strong, but then in the second half, they fall apart offensively. And like I said, they've lost their last two games. And like I said, they got to get their act together. And like I said, we're looking at these two teams. It's it's pretty much a struggle right now. But I think it's going to be a battle it's going to go four quarters. It may even go further, but it's a, it's a field goal game, and I'm going to go with the home team. I think Caroline ends their little losing streak. Sam Darnold makes a few passes to DJ Moore at the end to punch out the clock, and then they, they get the kicker in for the field goal, and Caroline escapes. So they win, and the final score, 27-24. to 24. All right, now, two two very disappointing teams are next, and they're obviously, for obvious reasons, defensively, they're both pathetic. Kansas City right now, they're just what they are. You know, they're the, they're the worst defense in football statistically right now, and Washington's the worst defense. It's, a, it's the most disappointing defense of this season. They were supposed to be one of the elite, and they're not, so... Like I said, it's been a, t- a terrible week for Washington, you know, behind the scenes. Because as much as we talk about John Gruden and, and his BS, it comes back to the investigation of this of this franchise here. It wasn't even the Raiders; it was the Washington team that got that was being investigated for bad emails and stuff. So, like I said, they're playing with a lot of nuisance. Kansas City obviously wants to get off the snide with these, uh, get off the struggle with their defense. So, big matchup here. Go ahead. Yeah, well, um, like you said, both teams have been disappointing this year, particularly at Kansas City. Um, teams are playing them differently defensively now. They're they're running that shell zone in which they're just basically taking away the big play and and making um, 
Patrick Mahomes tried to beat them with the dink and dunk offense. Nobody respects their running game because they don't run the ball. You know, Reed's uh, always been obsessed with passing the ball, but now that he has Patrick Mahomes and uh, and these skill position players, you know, he's 100% on board with passing almost all the time. And um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is out. He's injured. Um, that's just going to feed the passing game even more. Um, but this one, I think... Uh, I think that Washington defense just hasn't been, you know, last year they were top one of the best in the NFL. This year they've been bad. And I think they're going to have a tough time today against this KC offense. I think the Chiefs will put up a lot of points. And your boy Tyler Heineken, he's not going to be able to keep up. So um, this is going to be an easy win for the Chiefs. I'm going to put the final score here at 37-17. Yeah, this is not a, a sexy matchup. Like I said, it's kind of similar to when we played Kansas City a few weeks back. Like I said, it's going to be a high-scoring game because neither defenses can stop a cold right now. Last week was a terrible Sunday night game. It was probably the worst Sunday night game that Patrick Mahomes played. And unfortunately, like I said, they aren't a really good team. We did our top five lists, and neither of us put, put Kansas City in, in that list, unfortunately. And just right now, they're they're a mess right now defensively, where Patrick Mahomes has to outplay his defense. And some days he's going to have success, and unfortunately, a lot of games he probably won't. And like I said, for Washington, they've been the most disappointing defense. You know, being down there last week, watching half of that game against the Saints, that defense just couldn't stop anybody themselves. And like I said, even though offensively they're scoring points, they're not an elite offense. They're nowhere near it. Even though Terry McLaurin is a good is a really good receiver, none of the other receivers have stepped up and done their best. Antonio Gibson has a has a shin injury, but he will play today, obviously. And like I said, it's going to be a high scoring affair. But unlike the Eagles game, Washington's offense is not good enough to to outscore Kansas City. Even though they'll get many opportunities to throw the ball and get and get yards, this is Kansas City's game. Kansas City will get back to 500, even though their chances of making the playoffs at this point is a mute is an, is unknown. They have to out, you know, the Rockets going to have to outplay that defense every week for them to have a chance. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well, and the final score: 40 to 27. All right, we're going to go to um, to a later afternoon game. Now, obviously, it's a division game. It's a it's a critical division game, but also it's a tough time for the Raiders. Obviously, John Gruden caused enough controversy that he lost his job, or he had to be, or he had to call, call you know leave the Raiders for good, and that's a good thing. So they have a new they they have an interim coach. And we don't know what the Raiders are going to be like. We don't, you know, this is something we we didn't see coming. And obviously, they're coming. They're they've lost their last two games. They played very unexpired last week. Denver, like the Raiders, started three and zero as well, but they have also lost two straight and have played uninspired football. So these are two teams that are really similar in the same division, playing similar games. Who gets out of the funk of a losing streak today? Go ahead. 
Okay, well, um, I think this is going to be a tough game for the Raiders. Um, with all the controversy going on, they, they got a, they drew, they got a tough matchup here against that Denver defense. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this one. I think the Raiders. I think their season's over already. Um, and uh, and yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have a tough time here. I don't think that they're gonna be able to score many points. And I'm expecting a nice game from the Denver offense. So yeah, I'm just gonna give you a score here. Denver wins. Final score is gonna be thirty to twenty. Like I said, we don't have to spend much about what's going on with the Raiders. Obviously, the Gruen era is over, thank God. But unfortunately, you know, we have you know their three and zero start is 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 like history now. They have lost their last two. They played uninspired, especially last week, and now they're on the road today, playing in the Mile High against a Broncos team that's also been struggling after a three and zero start. They've lost to Baltimore and Pittsburgh in the last two weeks. But obviously, you know, today should be an interesting matchup. Both of these teams right now are ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs for now, but we'll see how long that will last as well. But, you know, I'll agree with you. I think the Raiders, they're, they're, they're a lost situation right now, and that could be good news for the Eagles who play the Raiders next week. So I'm going to go with the Broncos here. And the final score, thirty-one to thirty-one to twenty-three. All right, we're gonna to go to um, we're gonna to go to we're gonna to go to the Monday night. I mean, the Sunday night game. We're gonna to go to the Sunday night game because that's not a very sexy match matchup right now. I don't. There's rumors that Al Davis might not even do this game, but I think he is in Pittsburgh and he will do this game. Because normally Mike Tirico will 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 fill in from time to time if the if the matchup isn't sexy enough. It's not a sexy matchup. For the first time in in a decade, the Seattle Seahawks are playing a game without Russell Wilson under center, and they have a tough matchup here going to to Pittsburgh playing Big Ben, who will not have unfortunately will not have Juju Smith Schuster potentially for the rest of the season. He he's out. He is how he had surgery this week. So, like I said, it's it's a critical matchup for both of these two teams. Both two and three, not going really far right now. Go ahead. All right. Well, it's not an exciting matchup, but it is my lock of the week. Um, right now, the Steelers are giving up five points on the spread. Um, you look at what they've done this year; they haven't been good. Their offense has been really bad, even when uh, Juju was healthy. But um, last week they showed improvement, and that was without Juju. Um, they looked a lot better. Najee Harris had his first 100-yard rushing game. This was against Denver last week, which is a tough defense, too. Um, and Roethlisberger had time to throw the ball. They still have good receivers in Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and James Washington. Um, on, on the other side, for Seattle... Their defense has been horrible this year. Um, they've allowed 450-plus yards in four straight games. Um, and on top of that, like you said, Russell Wilson is out. Geno Smith is in. But even, but also, Chris Carson is out at running back. So they're missing their top quarterback and their top running back. Um, so it's not looking good for Seattle. And with this game, the way things are going, a five-point spread is nothing to me. I think the Steelers easily cover. I think they win this game in, in blowout fashion. 
I think Gino is going to have an awful, awful performance, and I don't even think Seattle is going to put up 10 points. So just to cover that spread, as long as Pittsburgh scores 20 points, they'll cover easily, which they should be able to do easily. So I'm going with Pittsburgh here with an easy victory. Final score, 31-9. to yeah, this is not a good matchup even for Sunday night standards. I mean, you, you there's a lot better games than this one will look on paper. And obviously, like I said, Seattle's without Russell Wilson for at least for at least a month. And unfortunately, yeah, Kurt, Chris Carson's out indefinitely as well with an injury. He seems like he always gets hurt himself. But like I said, Geno Smith somehow we I, I thought this guy was done or or at least or a third stringer somewhere, but. He became. He's somehow won the backup job in Seattle somehow, and he's now the starter. And he's going to have to try to keep Seattle in the playoff mix, which is going to be very difficult. But even with even with Russell himself, the defense isn't good enough. They're just not a good defense. And like I said, Big Ben's not having a great year either. But he has at home. They are coming off a big win last week, and obviously, I think that that's going to help. That's going to help. Uh, the Steelers come out here and and pretty much put a beat down on on Seattle. This is not going to be. I agree with you. This is not going to be a close game at all. Seattle's going to win pretty easily, and the final score, uh, thirty four to ten. All right, we're going to go to our a classic matchup. To me, when you think about the oldest robbery in football, Green Bay and, and the Bears, it brings up a lot of great memories and a lot of battles and wars. And another chapter will come here today. Obviously, this is for Justin Fields. This is a big deal for him. It's the first time he experienced this kind of robbery. He's playing against he's playing against Aaron Rodgers for the first time. And Aaron Rodgers obviously has had a lot of success against the against the Bears. Only five losses historically. So, like I said, this is a big matchup, even though it doesn't look on paper like a big matchup. But the Bears have played respectively in the with Justin Fields since Justin Fields became the starter. So, like I said, we'll see what happens here today. Green Bay is still rolling right now quietly compared to other teams in this conference. But we'll see what happens today. Go ahead. Yeah, well, the Bears are coming in on a two-game winning streak, but they're not a good team. Let's face it. Um, Green Bay, like you said, they're they're uh, they're rolling along right now after the, the week one blowout loss. And um, but they do have some injuries here. You know, they're going to be missing um, David Bakhtiari, Jair Alexander, and Zadarius Smith are all out. So those are three big players for them. At the same time, like I said, Chicago's garbage. I don't have. I don't. I'm not a fan of Justin Fields as a quarterback in this league, and um, and obviously Matt Nagy's a bum as a head coach. Just in general, Chicago's just not a good team. So um, I think Green Bay gets the victory here, easy, and uh, I don't even think it's going to be a close one here. So I'm going Green Bay. Final score is going to be 38 to 20. I said this should be interesting. Like I said, this is, you know, Justin Fields, yeah, they haven't been impressive, but they're finding ways to win games. And remember, Chicago still has a decent defense. You know, they still have Rokon Smith I'm seeing on TV here, and obviously Khalil Mack, the 
the big, the best one under center. Like I said, they're tough to deal with. And like I said, Aaron Rodgers, like I said, after week one, it's it's business as usual. It's been business as usual for Green Bay. They haven't lost. He's only thrown two interceptions since then. Had a tough game last week against the Bengals, uh, a surprising Bengals team. But like I said, he survived that. They survived that. Obviously, Mason Crosby, there's a lot of questions about him. He's been their longtime franchise kicker for years. But unfortunately, he had he had five missed field goals last week or three missed field goals last week. And if it has to come down to a field goal game, which I don't think it will, but let's just say it does, does he have the confidence to actually get it done against the Bears? Like I said, I, 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 as shocking as I would look at it, I, I feel like the this is going to be a better game than what, what it seems like. I think, you know, being that it, that it is in – in Chicago, this game is going to be a tougher game than it would be in Lambeau. So, like I said, I think it's going to be a close game, a closer game than your thought your thoughts would be. But obviously, I'm going to go with the pack here. Like I said, better team, better quarterback, better situation. So, Green Bay wins again. You know, Rodgers gets the better of the Bears again, and the final score thirty to twenty four. All right, we're going to go to my intriguing matchup of the my intriguing matchup of the week, and that is a game that obviously has a lot on the plate here. For Arizona, they're the only unbeaten team left in the in the league right now, and they've been so dom- and they've been more dominant on the road than they've been at home, and they're on the road today. But it's in a, an environment that they may not have a lot of success in, and that is. Cleveland with the Browns and your boy Clint Kingsbury sadly got COVID this week and is and is out. He will not coach today, so there's some issues there. Obviously for the Browns, you know Stefanski knows about about having COVID. He missed the playoff game against Pittsburgh, but he is in the lot. But he but Browns like I said, they're coming off a tough loss on the road last week against the Chargers, a, a loss that may come back to haunt them when it comes comes to January. But like I said, these are two teams that are thinking January football, have the talent and the steams to get there, but have to play each other today. Big matchup. Will Arizona get another dominant road win today? Go ahead. Yeah. Well, as we're talking here, um, Jacksonville just nailed a 54-yard field goal by the game at 20 with 340 left in the fourth quarter. So... It's at least a good game. I'm surprised you're. I'm surprised you're watching that game. <laughs> I got it on in the background while we talk here. Um, but yeah, this game, like you said, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is going to be out with COVID. Um, but this game's about the quarterbacks here, man. This is uh, Oklahoma had back-to-back Heisman Trophy-winning quarterbacks that both went number one overall, and they're going head-to-head for the first time here in the NFL. And Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield. Um, Kyler Murray's having an MVP caliber year so far, and Baker's been Baker's been good too. Um, but Cleveland is coming in banged up, and they're coming off a a, a tough loss loss from last week where they lost to the uh, the Chargers at a score of forty seven to forty two. So that Cleveland defense did, 
did not play well last week, and now they got a really tough matchup with Kyler Murray. So if Cleveland wants a shot, they're going to need Baker to have a big game because I'm expecting Arizona to put up a lot of points too. And um, unfortunately for Cleveland, I think uh, I think uh, Baker's not going to be able to keep up with Kyler. So I'm going with Arizona here, and I'm going to put the final score at 41 to 30. Like I said, you did you did bring up a point that I didn't bring up. These are two former Oklahoma quarterbacks that were also Heisman Trophy winners and that were also number one picks in their respective drafts. And yes, this is their first time, first ever meeting between these two. So, well, hell, they were, well were they teammates? I don't know. If they were teammates, but yeah, they were. They were teammates. They were, right. they were teammates. Yeah. All right, I was just wondering. I was just wondering because I know Jalen Hurts was a transfer from. O- Oklahoma when he when he went there, but anyway, yeah. like I said, these two obviously kind of know each other from 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 working from playing together in college, but obviously they now run their respective franchises, and obviously Kyler Murray on an MVP strike run here, but like I said, yes, Arizona has been impressive. They're the only unbeaten team left. They bit they've been dominant on the road. They have a plus sixteen. Compared to at home, they have a plus 16 margin of victory compared to at home this year. But Cleveland's a tough place to play. It's become a tougher place to play, especially in the Baker in the Baker Mayfield era. And like I said, for them to go in there and just dominate like they've done teams like the Rams and Tennessee, it's going to be tough to tougher than you would think. And like I said, it's going to be a battle. This is going to be a high-scoring affair. Like I said... You know, unfortunately, Nick Chubb is out as well this this week. He's not playing today, so I I, I expect this to be a, a a a day where the receivers have a big games, and I expect you know maybe Odell Beckham turns back the clock and have one of those classic big games. And obviously, I know that on the other side, though, you know, guys like DeAndre Hopkins and them will will put up some points. So, like I said, Cleveland is built for high scoring affairs. They were in one last week, and they're probably going to be in one this week too. So, But I'm going to go with the home team because Cleveland cannot afford to lose any more games. You know, if they want to be contenders, if they want to win this division as well. So I'm going to go with the home team, the Browns, in a battle and a war. And the final score, 43-37. to 37. All right, we're going to go to the Monday matchup, Monday night matchup. And like I said, these two teams met last year during the during the pandemic, during that pandemic season last year on a Tuesday. And Tennessee blew out this team, the Buffalo Bills. But unfortunately, I don't think Tennessee is as good as as Buffalo is now. And Buffalo is obviously be a much better team now than they were then. So like I said, a uh, big matchup here on Monday night against probably the best team in football right now. Tennessee has a has might have their hands full at home today. You know, week there tomorrow night. So go ahead. Yeah, well, yeah, like you said, um, Tennessee blew out the Bills last year on a Tuesday night game, which was just the second Tuesday night game since 1946. Um, uh, we, we actually have know which one the other Tuesday night game was, if you remember back to the Eagles Vikings back 
Yeah, the Joe, the Joe Webb game. The Joe Webb game. The Joe Webb game. Yeah, yeah, the Joe. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but either way, the Bills, like you said, they're a lot. They're they're the best team in the AFC right now this year. Um, um, they had a big win versus the Chiefs last week, and uh, now they got another potential revenge game here against Tennessee. Um, and Tennessee's coming in here banged up. You know, they have 16 players on IR right now, which shows you why they're not looking too impressive so far. One of the reasons, anyway, they're not looking too impressive this year. Um, but one guy that is bit, has been impressive is Derrick Henry for Tennessee. He's, he's sitting here at a historic pace. I mean, he's on pace for almost 500 touches, the way they're using him. And he's, uh, he's on pace to break the single-season rushing record, too. Um, so he's been, so that he's the guy that they got to key the Bills have to key in on if they want to win. They got to they got to somehow limit Derrick Henry um, because in the passing game, Tannehill has not been that great this year, and a lot of it is because of the offensive line. He's been sacked a lee high twenty times, um, and they have had some injuries at receiver, but still that offensive line has not played well, and they haven't protected um, Tannehill the way they should. So. The Bills are should be able to get a lot of pressure on him, and with their defense, they should be able to shut him down. But the question for them is going to be whether or not they can shut Derrick Henry down or at least contain him. I think they'll be fairly successful, and with um, Tennessee's defense not being good, I am expecting another big game out of Josh Allen. So I'm, I, I expect the Bills to win this one and win it pretty easily, too, just like they have pretty much blown everybody out that week one loss to Pittsburgh. So I got Buffalo with the victory here, and I'm going to put the final score at 40 to 20. Like I said, I mean, these two teams met last year on a Tuesday, basically in the middle of the week, and it didn't go well for the Bills. But that was last year. And they've pretty much since then been probably the most dominant team on the road and in this league since then. And like I said, it's it's been it's been a struggle this year for Tennessee. They're three and two, but they don't they're not an impressive three and two. Like I said, they have one of the losses against the damn Jets of all teams. So really, I mean, yeah, you're I didn't know that they had a lot of players on IR, but uh, some but Julio Jones, who's also been struggling with injury, is expected back in the lineup today. He is going or tomorrow night, I should say. So we'll see what happens there, but like I said, it it is it has been a struggle for it's been a struggle for Tennessee, and like I said, right now if you're looking at it, you know the 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 Bills are really rolling right now. They're outscoring their opponents. Probably the most impressive win so far this season, going to Kansas City and dominating the Chiefs and and Patrick Mahomes. Unfortunately, like I said, Tennessee just doesn't have the tools right now to keep up or a lot of teams don't really have anything to keep up with this, with this Buffalo team right now. And I expect uh, another pretty much beat down by the bills tomorrow night. So Buffalo's going to win pretty easily. And the final score 43 to 24. Okay. Quick update for you. The, uh, Dolphins just went for it on fourth and one from their own 48, and it looks like they got stuck. So 
Jacksonville with a minute 42 left has a shot to win this game. Yeah, on the field goal. They don't need a touchdown. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, well, like I said, we apologize. Once again, we apologize for not predicting that game on our look back on Wednesday. But luckily, we're watching this game, or one of us is watching this game, and we'll see what happens there with that. With that. You know. Yeah, they just measured it, missed it by about three chain links. So, yep, Jacksonville gets the ball. Trying to get that first victory. And uh, how many losses in a row are they at now? Do you remember? 20. Like 19 20, or something like that? 20. 20 losses. 20? Yeah, they've been very pathetic. 20 straight losses. 20 straight, and the score right now is 20 to 20. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The greatest year ever and the greatest number ever. <laughs> yeah. All right, we have we have two games left to predict, and the next one obviously is a is a one that unfortunately you're not going to like. We got to talk about the Cowboys. Unfortunately, they're rolling right now. They've won their last four, and now they're going on the road to New England and face Brady. Not Brady. What the hell am I talking about? Not Brady. Belichick. They're playing Belichick and the rookie Matt Jones in a critical matchup for for the for for the New England Patriots, who in the Belichick era hasn't started, hasn't lost four at home since his rookie year. Since his rookie year, he 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 coached the team, and obviously for Dallas, they're rolling right now. They've been beating teams, and Trayvon Diggs has been the dominant has been the dominant. You know, defensive player in this league. He has an interception in every single game this season. Five games, six interceptions. So, critical matchup here for these two teams. Obviously, for New England, looking for their first home win this year. Go ahead. Yeah, so yeah, um, New England is looking for their first home win. Um, they're saying at 0-3, they're looking to avoid their first 0-4 start at home. It's really under Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick. Um, but they're going to have a tough time today. Um, Dallas is a team that got the number two offense in the NFL, and they're averaging over their last four games, they're averaging 200 more rushing yards per game. So, I mean, they can throw it, they can run it. And New England, I mean, they got a good D. They did act, They did um, almost beat uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks with that defense, but they're, they're still not going to, you're not going to be able to keep that up every game against top notch offenses. So I think their defense is in some trouble. I don't think New England has the firepower on offense to keep up. Obviously, Mac Jones is a rookie and he's just, let's face it, he's just not anything special as a quarterback. Um, nonetheless, yeah, Dallas's defense hasn't been, isn't great, but it's a lot better than it was last year, and part of the reason is because they have some guys that can get after the quarterback. And Randy Gregory has played well um, in the last three games. He's had four quarterback pressures in each game, so he's getting after the quarterback. Micah Parsons, the rookie, he's sitting at two and a half sacks. He's looking good. Um, so yeah, I think they're going to get after Mac Jones. I think their offense is going to score points, and New England's offense will not be able to keep up. So I'm putting the final score here. Dallas wins, and um, I'm going to say it's going to be 37 to 21. 
right now, we're getting down to the end of this game. Miami and Jacksonville. Jacksonville, had, there's five seconds left. They're, they're actually going for it on fourth down, which could be... Well, right now, they're not in field goal. Neither team is in field goal range. So, if Jacksonville doesn't... Well, we'll see here in a moment here. Let's see here. Oh, somebody yeah. called a timeout. There's, I think... I think Miami, yeah, Miami just called their last timeout. Like I said, Miami trying to hold hold on here, or at least, well, actually, they're both tied at 20, so this looks more and more like it's going to have an extra 10 minutes, 10 minutes left in this game after this. Yeah, I don't know who Jacksonville's kicker is. I mean, I'd almost just kick, try to kick a field goal, you know? It, it would be, what, a 62-yarder? Yeah, right where they're at, yeah, it'd be about 60, 61, yeah, but... Right now, but at the same time, they could run like a quick out to the sideline and maybe pick up a couple extra yards. And as long as the guy gets that, well, they actually have timeouts. But you know, uh, some guy uh, named Wright run a real some, quick play. They could maybe get gain a couple yards. It's some guy named Wright, number fifteen. They just showed the kick, kicker, but they're going. Okay. But they're actually going to try a hail mary. Looks like they're going to try a hail mary here with uh, uh <laughs> with Lawrence because Lawrence is still out there. They're going to try something here, and yeah, okay, know. call the timeout. Oh, they did. They they got they got a they got it to your boy Chenault. Chenault hit hit a, a catch. He's at the he's at the thirty nine. He's at the thirty four yard line, the Miami thirty four yard line. So that would be about forty seven or forty eight yard. They're going to try. It. They're going to try it here. So yeah, definitely makeable. Um, yeah, you're about. Five seconds ahead of me on this on the speed. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's Florida, man. I'm always behind you guys. Like everybody I talk to, well, well, remember, games, I'm always behind. Well, remember it in Maine in winter time. It, it gets dark before four, and down there it gets dark at like six. Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it it's different. East East Coast is East Coast, but it's not the same East Coast. All right, here we All go. Right. Congratulations to Jacksonville. Jacksonville is off the snide. Yeah, they finally broke the losing streak, man. It's they're finally off the snide. Congratulations to Jacksonville. Eagles move up in the draft slot with that loss. Yeah, it's good for the Eagles. Yeah, it's good for the Eagles. Yeah, and it doesn't matter because the Eagles do have. Miami's pick, no matter what, they do have their pick, so doesn't matter. Yeah, this isn't the Colts situation. Yeah, we're all right. Back to the to to the matchup. Like I said, with Dallas and New England. Like I said, like I said, Dallas has has been pretty much rolling here, and unfortunately, like I said, New England just doesn't have the tools right now. They're not they're not very good. Mac Jones is a rookie quarterback that's still learning. Like I said. Belichick has had a lot of success against the Cowboys, especially in New England. He's never lost as a coach, but he had, but he always had Tom Brady. He doesn't have that no more. And like I said, you're going to rely on a rookie to outplay someone like Dak Prescott. I don't see that happening. So, like I said, as much as New England, like I said, it's great for Tony Romo. He gets to call, call his team again here, his old team again here today. So, but unfortunately, it, it's not it's not a good look for New England. I see Dallas winning pretty easily, and the final score thirty three to sixteen. 
All right, our last game, since the Eagles already played, our last game is my other favorite team, and it's my game of the week. And, and a really good matchup here, coming up here in about 10 minutes, they will kick off here. The Ravens and the Chargers. Big matchup here with playoff implications. Both teams are 4-1. Baltimore's coming off probably the most impressive comeback in franchise history. And, and Lamar Jackson's first 400-yard throwing game of his career. But obviously they have a tough task with the Chargers. And right now, even though the Bills might be the mo more dominant team, right now if the season ended, the Chargers would be the one with the home field advantage. It would have the they would have the they would have the one seed. Reason is because of division record. Because they they have won one more division game than the Bills have. That's the reason. They go by division first. So big matchup here in a critical game, not just for what for potential playoff positioning, but Potential leading in the AFC. So go ahead. Yeah, well, this is a potential playoff matchup here. Um, and these two teams, like you said, uh, the Chargers would have the number one seed right now. But really, the Bills are the best team in that conference. And um, these two teams are battling for second at the moment. Nonetheless, you know, this could be a potential matchup even in the AFC championship game. Um, and with Baltimore... When um, when early in the preseason they lost their top two running backs, we thought that that was going to really hurt their their team. Um, but they right now have the number one offense in the NFL in total in total yards. So you know they're putting up a lot. Of, they're they're moving the ball. They're putting up a lot of points. Lamar Jackson's having a big year again, but at the same time the Chargers, <coughs> their offense is right up there with the best. Um, Mike Williams, he, he's been listed as questionable this week, but he's playing. Um, he's having a huge year. You got Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler um, is tied for the end in the league lead in touchdowns with seven. The big, the one thing that I can say about the Chargers that's really going to could be an issue in this game for them is their run defense. It's uh, last in the NFL. They're allowing 157.6 yards per game rushing, and they're going up against a Baltimore team that. Even though, like I said, they lost their top two running backs, Lamar Jackson is a thousand-yard rusher himself. So um, I'm looking for Baltimore to try to take advantage of that matchup, and I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I, I think it's going to go in the shootout mode, just like that uh, Chargers-Browns game did last week. And man, I don't know. This is going to be a tight one. This is going to be a tight one. Probably the best game of the week. But I, I'm, I think I'm going to go with the Chargers here, man. I think uh, I, I just I like Justin Herbert, and I just think that they have more weapons on that offense than um, than um, than Baltimore, who really their big weapon is Marquise Brown and and Lamar Jackson. But after that, I don't. They just don't have the same skill position players that the Chargers have. So I'm going with the Chargers here in a shootout, and I'm going to say the final score is going to be 41 to 38. You know, I'm pretty disappointed that this game is not at 425 and the Cowboys and the Patriots are because it's because it's Cowboys and it's Belichick. It's a better names, but it's not a better matchup. This is the better matchup, and this is going to be a war. It's going to be a battle. Uh, 
like I said, these are two teams that are scoring a lot of points, that are getting a lot of s- s- pressures and stuff. But like I said, it's it's going to be a war. It's going to be a battle. And like I said, I, I look at I look at the at the Ravens right now and what they're doing. Uh, like I said, they're find ways to get comeback victories. But like I said, the Chargers are not the Colts. They're a team that's gonna that's gonna come back and 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 beat you and beat you pretty easily if you don't watch out. And like I said, it's gonna be tough. I mean, can Lamar outplay? I'll play the Chargers, you know, beat the Chargers defense. We'll see. Now, good news is their first-round pick, Bashar, Pe- Pe- what is his name, Bashar Pettiman or something? Bashar Bateman. Bashar Bateman. He's making his NFL debut today. He is off of the IR. He is playing today. So he will make his NFL debut. That's another weapon that for Lamar to, to, uh, to exploit. But obviously, like I said, you like I said, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's had a has have has having a stud year. I think he might be having the best year of any receiver in the league right now. And like I said, it's gonna be tough. This is gonna be a battle. And like I said, at the end of the day, you know, as much as I love love the Ravens and what they've done and even how impressive that comeback was on last Monday night, this is not an easy matchup. The Chargers are a tougher team. Tougher defense, and like I said, Justin Herbert, he's looking at the MVP, staring at the MVP. He's going to be one of those guys that will be in the MVP talk when we get to when we get to to the end of the year. So, unfortunately, as much as I hate to do this, and you are ready for pick them, I'm going against my Ravens too. Unfortunately, I think the Chargers will come 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 to to the heart to the Aaron Harbor and find a way to put. Put down the Ravens, unfortunately. So, like I said, but I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a tougher game than you know. It's gonna be good, but I think it's gonna be tougher though. So I'm gonna go with the Chargers here, unfortunately, and the final score, forty to thirty-four. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to always go against my Ravens, but Chargers are playing pretty good football right now. They they they're a team that very well could. Can get all the way. They can go very, very far this year. They've had that look. They have that feel. And obviously, for Brandon, you know they have a rookie coach, but it doesn't really matter. He he got the, probably the best quarterback in football right now. So, like I said, big D, big situation. You know, we'll see what happens. But that's all we have for for this episode. And come join us on Wednesday for the look back. We have a big. We have a big look back. Look back at the Eagles game on Thursday from last Thursday and then obviously other things as well. So join us then. We're out. Have a good Sunday, folks.